Hello, my friends. A few weeks ago, I was outside doing yard work, hopefully the last for the year. <laughs> and I was listening to a podcast uh, uh, while I was doing the yard work, because that's what I like to do. It helps yard work go by a little easier. And I was listening to this, uh, this uh, conservative talk show host who had this well-known music uh, songwriter on his podcast. It was probably one of the best podcasts outside of my own podcasts, of course. That, I, that I've ever listened to in a long, long time. The conversation, it took a path to one word, freedom. They talked about how we grow up with it and how it is easily taken for granted and how it can be lost if not protected. And as I was listening to the words that were being spoken, I honestly couldn't help but think about dentistry's plight with third-party payers. And we begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners, to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here in My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. I really want all of you to uh, think about the title of this podcast, Freedom Goes Both Ways, as we uh, continue with this conversation. Hardly a week goes by that we don't see an article published or a diatribe written condemning dental insurance companies or more specifically the reimbursement rates and delay tactics and a list of other topics that that we deal with on a daily basis when taking patients who are dental insured. Several years ago, Tracy and I began doing investigative research on dental insurance companies. Uh, that, that research consisted of, of misinformation on EOBs, downcoding that forced or implied to dentists that they had to write off the difference between the contracted amount and, and the actual paid amount. Uh, bundling of procedures that forced dentists to write off work that was actually performed. In fact, changing work that that was nothing had nothing to do with what they did. And this led led us to the Utah House Bill three five nine, which Tracy and I were the architects of. And when Tracy and I battled the major insurance players against bundling and downcoding and <clears throat> misleading language on EOBs, we were protecting the rights of dental offices and the services that they provide uh, to their patients. And the one thing that we were very clear to protect was the freedoms involved with capitalism, the freedoms that every business has a right to, courtesy of our founding fathers. You see, my friends, dental insurance companies, they, they have a product that they sell. It, 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 oh, so hard to even call it a product, but they do. <laughs> they, they sell it to businesses and individuals. It's a, I try. I try to keep my podcast clean. I'll do my best. It's a, it's a cheap butt product by definition to to all of us in the dental industry, but a wonderfully perceived product by corporations and many who don't know any better. And nevertheless, it's a product created by corporations with the same freedoms that you and I enjoy with providing dental care to our patients. When we wrote the language on downcoding, we protected, Tracy and I protected the insurance company's freedom 
to downcode procedures if they chose to do so. But we also protected the dental practices from maintaining a dental plan that, based on the provider's contracted fee for covered services, uses downcoding in a manner that prevents a dental provider from collecting the fee for the actual service performed from either the plan or the patient. Somebody had to pay for that service. And they specifically have to correct the language on the EOB and not come between the doctor-patient relationship with misleading verbiage on, on those said EOBs. I, I, I want to talk about, in regards to bundling, the, the insurance companies could still bundle procedures, but they cannot use bundling in a manner where a procedure code is labeled as non-billable to the patient. And last of all, an insurer shall ensure that an explanation of benefits for a dental plan includes the reason for any downcoding or bundling result. So in essence, what we accomplished was the freedoms that were being taken by third-party payers with whom we are signed up with as contracted providers. They could not take the freedoms we are entitled to when billing our patients for the provided services that those patients encounter in our dental offices. And I know a lot of dentists out there have a really difficult time collecting from the patient for those services. I know that front office team members have a really tough time collecting money over the counter for services performed. See, for whatever reason we have it in our heads, that the dental insurance plan should pay for it. In fact, we brainwashed our patients so bad that they make the comment all the time, is my insurance going to pay for it? If my insurance doesn't pay for it, I, I, I don't want to do it. Oh, and then we, then we take needed dental care and we, we will split it up, especially later in the year, you know, the months of October, November, December. Well, we'll do some now and then we'll do some later. It, does that place a priority on needed dental care? I mean, isn't, it, isn't decay decay? Isn't disease disease? It, you would never see that in medicine. I just want to point that out. So stop treating to the insurance companies. But on the same token, we, dental freedoms have, have been eroded for years. And just look at the CDT codes that have been eliminated courtesy of dental insurance companies who who pressure the ADA in doing so. And if they can't bundle in the contracts, they look at frequency of codes used and then lobby the ADA into removing the codes from the CDT codebook. They nearly got the anesthetic codes removed in the early 2000s, if you remember. And look at what they've been doing to buildups. They've been doing their darndest to remove them. We just got the 2022 CDT codebook. Don't even get me started on lasers. They now want that $130,000 machine or whatever you paid for it. That's just supposed to be bundled into the procedure. And, and if you don't understand what I'm saying there, just know that there's no other business in this world that will buy technology, buy you know equipment, and not charge for it in some way, shape, or form. Oh, no. And I'm just really right now disappointed that the ADA did that. And we know who the lobbying efforts were that caused that to be. And I'll leave it right there. You guys can go research it, figure it out. The dental insurance representatives in our battle for House Bill 359 
made a very interesting comment trying to defend their quote unquote, their quote bundling of procedures unquote. They stated that they didn't believe it was good for the public to pay for something twice, meaning meaning that they felt reimbursement rates were so high for crowns that they should inc- be, that, that they should include buildups. We are we are reimbursement rates. Rob and Tracy are so high. They're so up there that that we think that buildups should be included. Just like anesthetics included. Just like PPEs included. Just like the list goes on and on. Everything should be inclusive. Shoot. Why don't, why don't we just set up free mom and pop shops of dentistry and just let people come in and we'll just pay for all their dentistry while we're at it, right? That overall reimbursement rates they thought were high enough to include all those things and com- and and composite re- composite reimbursement rates should include acid etch and bonding and any other services that might be performed and they and they feel like gosh if you're doing layering techniques and if you're you, i literally literally read some comment by some individual who obviously is unlearned in business that stated well when you signed up on the PPO contract to get all those patients into your office, you agreed to only charge those codes. And I'm just going, wow, you just don't get it. Technology changes. Cost of living goes up. And right in the contracts, it states it states what you can do in addition to the contracted fees. And that's what we teach on. And then most of you don't even understand your state laws. I am telling you, people, I get so... Ag- I, I, Aggravated is the word. I get aggravated when I read people post things that they know nothing about. And need I say that 99% plus of the people out there that post stuff about insurance companies, from, from front office personnel to the dentists that they serve, when all of you are posting stuff, look, don't even have a conversation with me if you've not read a contract cover to cover and if you don't understand your state laws. Just don't have it. Instead, come take our training. Let us teach you how to be profitable on PPO plans. But oh no. Oh no, it's the, the big thing is just, you know, let, let's yell at the insurance companies. Let's uh, try to prevent uh, them from having a business in the United States of America is constitutionally protected with capitalism. And then that's, then, then the more we gripe about that, the more it gives fuel to our leaders in our country and to other institutions to try and push towards what socialism. You see, we, we, sometimes we got to be careful what we wish for because we might get what we, what we were wishing for. Need I say more? In essence, dental insurance companies over the years, they've continued to erode our freedoms in preventing us from providing the best dental care possible, let alone be profitable for the services that we perform. That's what happens when they give us a budget, you know, that, that the, uh, the fee schedule that they give us, <laughs> literally many budgets on how to be, you know, on what we can be reimbursed on the uh, stuff we do. And uh, they give us those budgets to perform a procedure uh, that has continued to decrease or remain stagnant. Those budgets have. They, they haven't gone up with the cost of living. We get it. But that's where our freedoms come into play. Dental insurance companies have the freedom to determine contracted fees, period. And the codes that they will pay on, another period. 
Where they've crossed the line, though, is when they downcode to a procedure we never performed and imply we could have provided that dental service for a lesser fee or when they bundle procedures attempting to force us to write off legitimate services that we actually did perform. That's where they've crossed the line in taking away our freedoms. And another area that they know they cannot cross the line is when we give patients choice and we know how to charge for that choice. So passing law, and that's what we train on here at MPMB, that you guys have no idea how far you can take that legally, legally, ethically, morally. Passing laws that protect dentists from those type of tactics that, in effect, pad the profitability of those third payers using deceitful business tactics is a good thing. And it does not take away from their freedoms to conduct their business. But I will not sit by anymore and allow these companies to take the freedoms away from us. Nor will my wife. And that's why we passed House Bill 359. That's why I cannot say enough docs that are out there in other states. You need to look up Utah House Bill 359 and get your state associations on the ball. And don't let them give you excuses. I'm so sick of hearing the excuses from the state legislators that we have attempted to work with in other states. No. Remind them where their vote comes from. Remind them that they work for you. Unbelievable. So having said that, passing laws in an attempt to control their contracted fee schedules with all of us who sign up on their panels would be encroaching on the freedoms to conduct their business as they see fit to maximize their corporate profit margins. Let me say that again. I know I'm defending the insurance company here. Trying to pass laws in an attempt to control a PPO's contracted fee schedule with all of us who sign up on their panels would be encroaching on the freedoms of the insurance companies themselves to conduct their businesses as they see fit to maximize their corporate profits. Would you, as a dental owner, think it fair if an insurance company tried to pass a law or the government came in because the insurance company lobbied a law and they came in and tried to control your fee-for-service fees? Would you like that? Would that be taking away your freedoms? Well, folks, when we try to do it to them, we're taking away their freedoms. And that doesn't take an MBA graduate to think that statement through. That would be a government overreach that would greatly affect the delivery of dental care in so many obvious ways. I want you to think that through when we gripe and complain about these insurance companies. Dental insurance companies cannot come between the doctor-patient relationship when it comes to defined care. Defined care. In other words, they cannot regulate fees when it comes to technology materials, medications, and some procedures. Having said that, I'm really displeased with the ADA's CDT codebook of 2022 stating in there that you cannot have a laser fee, that there cannot be a laser code. Unfreaking believable, people. That's, again, Tracy and I will be having that conversation with the ADA 
<clears throat> just like we have had a conversation with them to remove at the top of each category that local anesthesia is usually included in the procedures. Why was that put there? Ask yourself that question. Why does medical, veterinary, chiropractics charge for anesthetic? But you don't, docs. In the state of Utah, we can now because of House Bill 359. In the state of Utah, we can charge for anesthetic. We're not discriminated against like you are in your states. Think that one through. My gosh, we've been brainwashed and taught to give so much dentistry away. No wonder our wages have have not increased. No wonder they've gone down backwards, left, right, upside down. This is as simple as as an electric toothbrush. Is there a code for such products as those? Do you have a code for an electric toothbrush? What are they going to say? We can't have a code for an electric toothbrush. That just should be included in our patient's hygiene appointments. The arguments are so stupid. Who is making those decisions up there in, in, uh, in the ADA world? No. Are you allowed to charge whatever you want for an electric toothbrush? Yes, you can. Of course you can. Whatever the market will bear. There are tipping points on, on, on what you charge. If you charge too much, <clears throat> if you charge too much, you might lose the sell. If you charge too little, you've left money on the table. What about, what, is the same true with gold crowns? Yeah. Gold crowns. Uh, there's one code. Yet I know many of you who still use gold, and I do believe that the majority of you, when you use uh, the high end gold, I think you're charging patients for that extra gold, aren't you? How are you doing that? Oh, if we write a narrative and do this and do that, the insurance companies will allow it. How about learning to do it an easier way? If a dental insurance, if a dental insurance company. If they're too controlling, either because your association or the dentists in your community have not passed similar laws, House Bill 359, you always have the freedom to drop those third-party payers if they get too testy with their attempts to control the quality of care that, that you choose to deliver within your practice. And that's what the our, our Utah Dental Association has been promoting and pumping. Of course, at MPMB, we teach you how to be profitable with the insurance companies, so you really don't have to drop the majority of them. Have I dropped some? Oh, yeah. They got a little too out of control. It, it's like, yeah, get rid of the low, the, get rid of the bottom feeders. So here at my practice, my business, we teach dental teams, you, docs, how to be profitable, profitable with PPO plans, using their own contracts and state laws to do so. The unfortunate truth is the large majority of us still haven't figured out what we and all of our clients have known to be true. When I say we here at My Practice, My Business, if you're not a client, if you have not been through our team training, you're simply missing out on reclaiming profitability in your dental practice like you've never seen before. And I'm not just talking about a few hundred dollars each month. Nope. I'm talking about thousands of dollars each and every month. You just have to make that call to our company to see how easy it is to get the best dental business training that you've ever seen, but that you certainly deserve. I hope this podcast uh, has, is something that's a, a, an awakening that's, that helps us understand that we don't have to be walked over, but we also have to be fair with the insurance companies because they do have the freedom to conduct business as they see fit. We might not agree with it, And just like Blue Cross Blue Shield said, you don't have to participate with it. 
But you know what? I also don't have to tolerate, I don't have to tolerate them when they overreach and cause me to, to do dentistry in a manner that would be medical malpractice and, or even worse, just simply unethical. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans, three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending, and four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.